Time for the rural news in Ōtatahi Christchurch as Monique Steele. Kia ora. It's been a good, good export season for New Zealand's stone fruit. Kia ora, Charlotte. Yes, nearly 4,000 tonnes of cherries have been sent offshore this summer. Summer Fruit New Zealand's Chief Executive Kate Halstrom says good sunny weather in the key growing region of central Otago has led to great quality fruit, most of which headed to Taiwan and China. For our export cherry crop, which is roughly 50% of our overall cherries, the rest go into the the New Zealand market. We've um, exported nearly 3,800 tonnes of cherries, which is up around 7% compared to that time last year. And certainly it's the biggest year we've had in a number of years. In the recent past, we haven't managed to reach those volumes because of weather challenges and, of course, that labour supply issue during border closure years. Ms Halstrom says apricot exports are going very well this season too, with about 80 tonnes exported so far. That's up 47 tonnes on last year's low export crop, which was marred by wet weather. The weather has been favourable, particularly for the central Otago growers who've benefited from that and no adverse weather events. Last year was quite dismal for apricots just because we had very low sunshine hours and both Hawke's Bay and Central Otago, that was last season. This season, the Hawke's Bay growers are still, some of them are still very much um, still feeling the aftermath, the recovery effects of Cyclone Gabrielle, which has obviously just had an annual anniversary, um, and they'll still be recovering some for some time. But the Central Otago apricots are going really well, and there's still good volumes of those in the domestic market. Ms Halstrom says Hawke's Bay summer fruit volumes are down an estimated 40% this season due to damage from Cyclone Gabrielle. She says while the cherry export season has wrapped up, nectarines, peaches, plums and apricots are still trickling through to international markets. Meanwhile, Zespri is set to export a bumper amount of kiwi fruit this season. It's expecting to ship about 193 million trays of kiwi fruit to its international markets. That's a significant increase on the 133 million exported last season. Chief Executive Dan Matheson has been out chatting with growers. He says yields are looking great. Look, they're getting back to levels that we saw sort of in back in 2021. So uh, gold, it's likely, will be over, on average, 14,000 trays a hectare. And green is looking likely to be over 10,000 trays a hectare, which is just fantastic. Mr Matheson says the larger crop, alongside higher forecast pricing, should help growers make better profits this season. And he says demand from international buyers is looking strong. The Northern Hemisphere kiwi fruit has moved relatively quickly and they've also had pretty low volumes. So we're going into a very empty market, which is great. And um, what we need now is good quality early fruit to get the season underway. And we're going to meet, uh, I think, very strong demand. Dan Matheson says the harvest will be in full swing in a few weeks. The government wants to hear farmers' views on how to revive the wool industry in a series of woolshed meetings. Minister of Agriculture Todd McClay and the Associate Minister responsible for wool, Mark Patterson, will travel across the motu over the next three months, talking grassroots solutions to lifting the dismal wool price. Mr Patterson says the industry needs a bit of an overhaul. There are some... Fundamental changes, I think, that have been discussed behind the scenes, how we take wool to market is the, the way we're doing it now. 
uh, you know, is the way we're doing it 100 years ago and is it working for us? Uh, what, what are the opportunities to, to get into more direct marketing and the like? So there's – and where could more cohesion within the industry actually help to get more money back towards uh, behind the farm gate where it's desperately needed? Mark Patterson says dates for the Woolshed talks will be announced soon. And to the sale yards, I caught up with AgriHQ's Suze Bremner earlier today for the latest. How are things at the sale yards this week, Suze? Well, it was an emotional day at Silford Lodge on Wednesday as it marked a year since Cyclone Gabriel devastated parts of Hawke's Bay. It's pretty surreal to think that a year has passed since that day and there's still so much work to do around here. The Stortford cattle sales started with a reflection on what had been from Carfield's Livestock Regional Manager, John Kingston, and then the sheep sales started with a minute silence for those lost. The sales themselves were positive, though, with lambs continuing to turn the price corner that they started last week. And staying with store lambs, at Tamuka was a standout this week as the market caught up with last year's levels. This was the first yard to do so this season, and the price hike was due to low supply, a better quality yarding, and a lift in demand. So this week, Tamuka store lambs averaged $89, while last year it was $88. And how are cattle sales looking? Well, cattle numbers are starting to creep up at some yards, and a few extra sales were also held this week. Masafero offered nearly 900 cattle on Tuesday, and their R3 traditional steers sold for $1,230 to $1,535, and R2 traditional heifers averaged $920. And we are also on the cusp of beef wiener fears and calf sales, which kick off towards the end of next week in Northland and goes right through until early May. That's Sue Spremner of AgriHQ. And lastly, nearly 300 rural women are getting together for the inaugural Shepherdess Muster in Tairawhiti this weekend. The event will feature guest speakers, fitness and craft activities, health checkups, and live music. Festival director and editor of Shepherdess magazine, Christy McGregor, put together the rural retreat after seeing a need for women to get off the farm and take a break. When you're like slogging it out, often the women is the one that's running the household, helping on the farm, looking after the kids. At times there's other off-farm jobs as well. Often it's the women wearing a brunt of the responsibility and just having a weekend where they can come away and do something for themselves and not have to think about cooking, about doing things for other people, but just what they want to do. There's something really powerful about that. Christy McGregor says if it's successful, they'll look to do the muster annually, alternating between the North and South Islands. And that's the Rural News for this week. Kia pai tora.